We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Awesome, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm telling you, you're going to love this show today. It is going to be a powerful, powerful show that you won't forget, and one that I'm sure you're going to have referred to many families and parents groups and young people, and you'll see why at the end of this show. So today for me, it truly is exciting and a great honor to have three national advocates who stand up for youth who are bullied, and they're on our show today, and that would be Jenny Miller, Stacey Forrest, and Gerald Helmy. And today, we're going to talk about something that's very personal and important to me, and that is the Sam Miller Award, which is a national award presented to a young leader with a disability who has worked throughout the year to stand up for others, empower others with disabilities who are being brutally bullied. So I'm going to start with my dear friend uh, and person that is so committed to everything I'm talking about, and that would be Jenny Miller. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Joyce. It is a huge honor to be here with you today and uh, to talk about this award. And uh, it's always a pleasure to be with you. Especially on your birthday. Yes. Thank you. Happy birthday. Thank you. This is a great day to have you with us. And this show, which is going to be sent everywhere, I hope, I hope, far and wide, is going to have a great impact, and you're one of the reasons, Jilly, Jenny. So, Jenny. How about if we start by you telling everyone about the Sam Miller Award and why the Sam Miller Award is named after your son, who was also a close friend of mine. And also, could you take a few minutes and talk about the bullying that he endured in his life? I'd be happy to. Um, let me start off with uh, the reason that I talk about Sam's story um, because uh, some people don't understand why I tell his story. Uh, even people that I deeply respect think that I'm just picking at a scab by repeating his story, and that's not my intent at all. I tell Sam's story to try and prevent uh, other Sams 
in the world, and there's just millions of them, that they would speak out about their bullying, that they would stand up about it, and that they would never, never, never give up the way Sam did. Sam's bullying started uh, shortly after his diagnosis of epilepsy. Boys that had just been his closest buddies uh, from the time of birth started to pick on him and call him names. And at game time, they would throw balls directly at his head. And the reason that they would do that particularly was that his neurologist had made him very fearful of any head injury because it would make his seizures worse. And his neurologist had told him no climbing trees, no bike riding, uh, no swimming, no bathing alone. And these were all activities that were essential to Sam. He climbed everything, door jams, his very tall cousin, um, anything. He was very athletic in, in that way, whereas the other boys were very athletic in baseball and, and track and that kind of thing. And these restrictions caused a lot of fears for Sam. And the medications made him moodier, and so did the seizures. And the boys didn't understand these things, even though we explained it over and over and over. And the teasing, the bullying just got more and more extreme as Sam got older. And the boys would get in his face and say, come on, spaz, or spaz boy. We want to see you spaz out and fall to the ground. Even though his complex partial seizures or simple seizures, simple partial seizures, were sometimes very subtle. And the the boys didn't want to learn, and the parents didn't want to learn more about seizures. And we tried teaching. The pastors tried teaching. And it wasn't helping. Sam even tried emailing two of the moms. And when they didn't respond, Sam went up to one of the moms and asked her about it. And she said, well, Sam, it's all your fault anyway. And by by the time he was 13, this... Um, escalated to the point where they were punching him in his head. I mean, Uh, this is horrific. See, when you talk to people about bullying, and you know this very well, Jenny, that people will say, oh, you know, boys will be boys, and, you know, they can stand up. They have no idea how really cruel and terrible and life-threatening this is. And that very line was what was tossed back to me. And I said, these boys are our future deacons. These boys are our future leaders in the church, in the community. They're our CEOs. They're our leaders. If we don't train them up now, when are we training them up? If we're not correcting behavior now, when do we? And this, this was the very time of Columbine, when Sam was being bullied and beaten. And the, the parents, who were the leaders in the church, as, as I was, were not listening. They weren't getting it. And Sam told uh, one of the congressional aides uh, during Speak Up, Speak Out about the 
second or third time we went, what was going on. And our uh, EF affiliate looked at me and said, and you're doing a whole presentation when? And I went back to the church and said, I do one or she will. And she wasn't, wouldn't have been prepared to do one. And I had to fight to be able to do one because the, the boards, the educational boards of the church, um, some people didn't see a need. But I finally did uh, three hope presentations in the church. Uh, many people came. Some of the parents came. One family did turn around and understood. That young man is now a police officer and, and really changed. And he came to Sam's funeral. The whole family did. Wow. Um, but the other ones never changed. And eventually we left that church. And yeah, you know what the worst part of this story is? That it's a church you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, it's bad enough if you would be talking about, you know, um, an inner school, but you would never believe you'd be talking about a church. That is unbelievable. So, Jenny, knowing all of this, what does it mean to you to have this national award named after you? And what, what do you think Sam would think about this? This national award named after Sam is just such an honor. Uh, when, when we lost Sam, the first thing that I told you was that I have to turn his life as well as his death into something positive. Uh, this award gives us a tool to do just this. And I believe that Sam would be stunned. Uh, Sam never believed that he did anything special, but he did. Uh, he was always doing special things in simple ways. Uh, he reached out to other people with a tender heart, and his last act was to speak to a friend telling him to stay in therapy and to stop drugs and to take his medication. And he told him to stop toxic relationships. And uh, I think Sam would really be honored that there's a national award to help other people. And, and I, I, I know highlight. he would. I know he would. And, and so you all know, I loved Sam also and could not talk about this for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, it was in May, correct? Yes, May 1st. May 1st. And it, it and was this going to be three years ago now? Two years. Two years. Oh, I still remember it clearly. But, Jenny, you did just what you said. You have taken this and made it something really not just helpful, but in my opinion, something that could save lives. And the last, one of the last times, I think it was the last time I saw Sam, and by the way, as I turn around my office, I have an 8x10 photo up on the wall, and I have a smaller picture looking at me, the ones you sent me, you know, where I have my hands up on his shoulder. Mm -hmm. I think one of the last times I saw Sam, he had that lead-on jacket. Yep. And that's him, lead-on. Yep. And, and so Sam is leading-on. And with that, I'm going to get ready to go to break. What a show today. What a powerful, 
powerful show. Uh, this is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back to talk more about the Sam Miller Award. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom, and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about the show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Spender. And welcome back to the show. We are talking today to Jenny Miller, Stacy Forrest, and Gerald Homey. Uh, and we'll tell you a little bit about all of them as we move forward. Uh, but Gerald? I'm going to start with you, and Gerald does work for Bender Consulting Services and is a fantastic leader in this country, uh, chair of the Bender lead-on team, just a great person. But um, I wanted you, Gerald, to talk about your own experience with bullying, and then if you could explain as chair what, what you do with the Bender lead-on team. And before you start talking, Gerald, I'm sure what you heard before, you rocked you. Am I right? You're absolutely right. Um, 
it's uh, the whole thing with Sam was a, something that really um, helped cement where I knew I needed to put my efforts to helping young people with disabilities. Um, and hearing you and Jenny talk about it right now once again reconfirms that I'm doing the right thing by what I'm involved in. Um, but thank you very much for having me on the show here today. I'm really excited to have the opportunity to talk about this. This is an issue that has always been something very personal to me, being a person with a disability and being somebody who, through all of my schooling, did face bullying myself um, going through it. I have a learning disability, uh, and a lot of students less going through school would treat me as if I was stupid because of it, even though it never was the case. Um, and uh, it started out in younger years with more physical bullying, and uh, as uh, time went on, became more covert. I would have people that would uh, pretend to befriend me and just to put me in a situation where I was vulnerable and then would publicly humiliate me, um, betray my trust on several different occasions. Uh, I faced bullying from adults as well as students. Um, within the school system, and uh, actually got to the point where I did attempt to take my own life. Luckily, I was very unsuccessful at that and uh, very happy about that, and it's why that this award and this opportunity means so much to me, because nobody should ever have to be to that point, and, uh, and it's all about preventing that. The, the mission behind the Bender Lead On team is to create, uh, put, in, instill into youth with disabilities uh, these leadership qualities, these self-confidence, this um, muchness, as you would say, Joyce, that um, helps you strive to not only be successful yourself and be a positive person, but to instill that in others. Um, and I'm so happy and so proud to be uh, last year's recipient of the Sam Miller Award. and. Um, to have the opportunity to have that hanging on my wall here in my office at Bender Consulting and remind me every single day that the work that I do has a positive impact and that because of that I, will, I am able to make that, con that positive contribution to this world that I will never be that person again that will attempt to take my own life and because I do have that power to change other people and bring positive things to their lives. So um, as the chair of the Bender Lead On team, that's what I do. Uh, I get to talk to youth with disabilities from all over the country, through social media, over the phone that face those issues, that face issues with bullying, um, that face other issues that youth with disabilities face where they need to determine what accommodations they need, seek help about their disability, get educated on what they can do with their disability, anything for a young person to become a leader, I get to, the opportunity to foster that in them, to be a mentor to them. And it's just the greatest feeling in the world to watch those people become successful and to affect the lives of others. Um, and that's what this is all about. Right. And I'll tell you what I will say to you. First of all, Gerald, thank goodness that you did not go through with it. That's number one. But number two, is there any greater thing than you and Jenny could be doing than saving a life? 
is there anything greater any of us could do? And I say no. So, you know, you are both jewels. Uh, I mean, you're a treasure for what you're doing is so very important and just so wonderful. Now, Gerald, we were talking about this great Sam Miller Award. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about the criteria that is associated with the application process and so on. Sure, absolutely. You know, it's really it's really flexible. We um, love getting applicants to come in so that we can review this award. This is going to be an annual award given out every year. So for all those young people out there listening to this show, uh, consider applying for this award. Uh, all that's required is that uh, it's given to an individual between the ages of 16 and 24 uh, that has shown through their action, through their dedication, um, through advocacy, uh, to support advocacy for youth disabilities, anti-bullying, and leadership efforts. Um, and that's the main requirements for it. That's what we're looking for, somebody to do that um, that is a member of the lead-on team. Uh, so that's the criteria. So a lot of people can apply for this opportunity, and we're happy to get applicants in. Um, the recipient of the Sam Miller Award is recognized with a plaque, a $300 gift certificate, and the opportunity to talk on this radio show and to have recognition at our Bender family picnic every year. Um, but it's a really great opportunity for our leaders to get that recognition that they deserve for the hard work that they put into uh, helping the lives of young people with disabilities out there. Well, speaking of the Sam Miller Award winner, Stacy, Stacy Forrest, congratulations. Uh, Stacy is with us today, and you must be so excited to be the second annual winner, Stacy. What does this mean to you? And congratulations again. Thank you, and thank you so much for having me on your show. Um, this award means a lot to me, and especially now that I've heard Sam's story more. This is actually the first time I've ever heard his story. Um, to me, it, it means that I can help more, more young people. It means that I can help more people. That's all I've ever wanted to do in life is to help people. So to me, it just means that I can do that, and I have the power to, to do that better and bigger than I've ever done it before. Well, and you know what? I have no doubt you will. I met Stacy. Uh, oh, what was that? Four, four or five years ago, right? Yeah, about four or five years ago. In Delaware at the Bender Leadership Academy, I can still remember going over, putting my hand on her shoulder, and saying, "After she told about a bullying incident, and I said, "Listen, you will be a great youth leader." Here she is, a national youth leader. Stacy. I am so proud of you. I really am. So maybe you could share with our listeners, which include a lot of young people with disabilities, um, what you went through and what you endured with bullying, because you and Gerald can both say, yes, I was there, but yes, I turned it around. I believe in myself, and now I can empower others. So really, you're giving hope to other people, Stacy. Could you share what you went through? Sure. Um, well, I've, I've experienced bullying most of my life, and I've experienced bullying in the school setting, in the summer camp setting, in college, practically everywhere. 
um, looking back, most of that bullying was definitely disability related. Um, but I didn't really realize just how much of it was until I was actually diagnosed with a chronic illness in the spring of 2010, my freshman year of college. Um, up until that point, most of the bullying I had endured was actually targeted towards the fact that I'm fat. And um, I learned in spring 2010, however, that I'm fat in part due to the fact that I have a chronic health condition where my metabolism does not correctly digest food. It basically stores food as fat instead of using food as nourishment. And um, also, during that freshman year in college, I was emotionally and psychologically abused. I later developed um, post-traumatic stress disorder due to that incident, but I would consider the abuse I endured to be a type of bullying. So, And also, you're a person who is blind, and were you not bullied even in Girl Scouts, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm totally blind in my left eye, and I can see, um, I think it's 2040 in the right eye. And at Girl Scout camp, I had, quote-unquote, friends who used to... Like, we, we used to go on night hikes. I hate night hikes now, but they used to lead me into really unfamiliar places, into places that were actually quite dangerous for a person that has the level of vision impairment that I do to be in. Unbelievable. Absolutely. But look what a wonderful, beautiful young lady you are and how much you are accomplishing now. So, Stacy, you have this wonderful award. Uh, so my question is, since you are the 2013 recipient, what, what are some of your goals this year? Well, cur currently right now, um, I'm working with the National Youth Leadership Network, or NYLN, and that's a national organization that, will, that works to build power and leadership skills amongst young people with disabilities. And I'm working with them to actually establish a chapter of NYLN in Delaware that's known um, as the Delaware Youth Leadership Initiative. And I am working on creating an online blog that discusses a variety of disability issues, including violence and bullying. And then this next fall, um, I am interning at the Women's Center at my college, Kutztown University, um, where I will be launching a project that discusses issues that particularly affect women with disabilities. And obviously, one of those issues that will be addressed by that project is violence and bullying. So those are my goals for this year. Well, those are great goals, um, and I know that you also are always on that Bender Lead On team page. As Gerald mentioned, on Facebook, there's a Bender Lead On team page, and what this is is hundreds of young people, uh, college students, and civil rights advocates across the United States, and when someone is bullied, they go on there and talk about it. And then you have all these other people that say, hey, wait a minute, I've been there, I'm here for you, you know, tell me what you need. And there you go. You have friends you didn't even know you have had. So if you're listening, you're a high school student or a college student, and you are part of this being a victim, please, please go to that page um, because we are there for you and we are there to help you. So I'm going to start with you, Jenny. Um, why don't you tell me what you think we could do together to try to reduce this bullying of high school students with disabilities? One of the things that I have recently looked at is the movie Bully. And if you don't have that yet, Joyce, I'm bringing you a copy when, at the National Walk. 
I would really appreciate that. I've seen it, but I do not have a copy. Okay. It is hard to watch. But one of the messages at the very end is that it starts with one voice. And we add our one voice together, and we have power. And Mm -hmm. young people with disabilities, you have power. You have more power than you realize. So you need to stand up. You need to speak up. Just like Tony Coelho teaches, we shouldn't be ashamed of our disabilities. Mm-hmm. I'm also a person with disabilities. I have epilepsy. I have severe arthritis. And that shouldn't stop me. And it shouldn't stop young people if you have a disability. But if you're being bullied, you've got to speak up about it. And come on the Bender Lead On team. Because you're not alone. You have hundreds of people who have your back. And come there, and there's going to be suggestions as to how to help. And one thing that you can do is you talk to a teacher or an administrator or someone. And if they don't help, then you gather up your friends and you start writing letters to the district, to the Board of Education, to the town board, And you make copies of those letters. And you send copies to Joyce and to me and to Gerald. And we'll get help. If it's a church situation, same thing. Because churches usually have a governing board or uh, a council or something else higher up. If you're not getting help, we'll figure out, we'll help you figure out who else you can get help from. And the next step is uh, contact the administration teachers and get them a copy of the movie Bully. And I would be happy to do a teaching session with them or have somebody else so it's not just internal because there's many teachable moments in there. Yes, there are. That's a powerful movie. And thank you for uh, getting me a copy of that because I will show it to my entire staff. That movie is powerful. And just what what Jenny said, Tony Quello, author of the ADA, look what he did, that one person. I, too, am living with epilepsy and a hearing loss. And I, too... Have your back. I hope you heard Jenny say that. We all have your back. Many people have your back. They are there to support you. Um, I just got a letter today from Ted Kennedy, Jr., and he's always telling me to tell all of you young people he has your back. And, I mean, it's just so powerful how many people are out there to support you. Gerald, what do you think? How do you think we could stop this? I think one of the biggest ways we can stop this, Joyce, is uh, by showing other young people with disabilities out there that you're somebody that it's okay for them to talk to about this. Studies show that the majority of students uh, that face bullying believe that if they tell somebody that it is happening to them, that it will not resolve the problem, and it's not true. Uh, But that's what a lot of people believe, and studies show that. So if you make... Uh, a young person with a disability believe that you are that person that they can talk to about it. They're going to be able to um, 
tell you and things are going to be able to get done about that problem. And they're just having that person to talk to about facing that issues makes a world of a difference to a young person. And I know that's one of the things that allowed me to bounce back from what I went through was having people like you, Joyce, that were I could comfortably discuss what was going on and could um, move past what I was going through. So really being an, uh, somebody who it serves as a mentor to youth with disabilities makes a huge impact. Uh, yes, it does. And by the way, uh, Gerald and Jenny, I know you both, you already said this, Jenny, but whatever you do, do not keep it to yourself. If you can't tell your teacher, then you tell the guidance counselor. If you can't tell the guidance counselor, talk to one of your coaches. And if you can't tell any of those, them, go to a pastor, go to a priest, go to a rabbi, or go to any of us, or go to the vendor lead on team page. But do not, do not keep it a secret. Tell someone. Your life is more important than that. You should not live your life in fear. The way there are so many students, they don't even go to school just because of fear of being bullied. So don't be that person. You've got to stand up, tell someone, because there are a lot of people out there that are here to help you that you don't even know. How about you, Stacy? What, what do you think we could do to try to stop bullying um, children and students with disabilities? Yeah, well, um, I've always believed that, you know, knowledge is power, and soon after I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, um, I became a women's and gender studies minor at school. I had always been interested in the subject and social sciences and everything, and in my classes, we often talk about violence against women and why violence happens, and I actually found it really liberating for me to know why violence and abuse happens, and it helped me understand why the individual who abused me the way that they did, felt as though it was okay to do that. And the reason being that our culture creates an environment in which violence and bullying is okay. We're working to change that, but still in our culture, we think it's okay. Um, so I think that educating young people with disabilities about why these things happen, why unfair and unjust things happen to people with disabilities is essential. And in knowing that information, hopefully young people will work to find solutions to larger societal issues such as bullying and violence. And what's even more, more empowering is when youth with disabilities work to not only find solutions, but to put those solutions into practice. That's, that's what they need to do is find solutions and put them into practice, and that will help everyone. Yes, it's funny you would talk about that post-traumatic stress disorder, Stacy, because I just had a class where one of the students had been sexually assaulted, and she was afraid to tell anyone because of what that person would do to her. Mm -hmm. That's really common, yeah. And, I mean, I guess to me, um, I, I get nervous sometimes to openly talk about PTSD, but I feel as though it had um, a very significant impact in my life, and um, I, don't, I don't think that I would be as involved in anti-bullying and anti-violence as I am now if I hadn't gone through that um, situation. So, well, you are a champion, young lady. You yeah. are a champion, and you know... 
Same thing, soldiers. The soldiers coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan, there are two major disabilities. One, brain trauma, TBI, traumatic brain injury, and the second is post-traumatic stress disorder. And that is covered as a disability under the ADA. But I said to that young woman, the high school student, I said, now you've got to tell someone because guess what? That person will do that again to you. So in that case, at high schools, they have um, a, a part of, I guess it's in the guidance counselor office, where you go and they will actually move you to a shelter if they have to. As a matter of fact, they have moved students from one city, like in Ohio, to a place in Pennsylvania just until they get this resolved with the individual. But you have to tell. You have to tell someone. I mean, what do you think about that, Jenny? Absolutely. They can't. This is a secret they can't keep. They, they need to tell somebody. And it, there's times when parents have gone to schools and it's not been effective. And that's why I say if, if the schools aren't listening, go up to the higher-ups until they find somebody that listens, even if they have to contact congressmen and senators. Right. No matter what. Up. That's right. Don't give up. Well, Jenny, you already, holy cow, you've already done so much. But if you had to come up with one thing that you would say is your greatest accomplishment, what would it be? This is a really difficult question to, to answer. Um, first and fo foremost, um, raising a fine daughter, Anna, uh, who's now serving as a combat medic in Afghanistan. She weathered all the storms of being around a brother uh, with all Sam's difficulties. Um, but we've also had uh, 14 individuals that we rescued since May 2011 uh, who didn't die via suicide. And uh, I would say that's one of my greatest. Oh, that is such an achievement that I don't even know what to say. That is beyond Oscar. That's beyond Grammy. That is, that award is a heavenly award. That is unbelievably great. And may I say, Jenny, I am so proud of you. I'm so proud of you, Gerald, and of Stacy, um, and what you're doing to help others. You all pay it forward, and you will all be rewarded. Um, I have no doubt about that. Thank you. Thank you, Joyce. So, Stacy, Sam Miller Award winner, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Well, you know, um, I was actually talking to a friend earlier about being on this radio show today, and I told her of a time where, um, you know, well, I am a graduate of the Bender Lead On Academy, just as Ms. Bender said, in Delaware, and we were leaving from class that day, and Ms. Bender came up to me, and she put both of her hands on my shoulders, and she mentioned this earlier, so I would look at her, and she said to me, Stacy. You are the next great disability advocate in America. And those, those words meant a lot to me then as they do now. 
But for some reason, I always felt kind of bewildered and almost almost like, why would Ms. Bender think that? Why would someone think that about me? I'm not worth that. Why? And, you know, that little voice inside my head always kept telling me not to believe it. Um, but when I told my friend about this story, she shared a quote with me by a woman by the name of Marianne Williamson who that reads, um, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. So to all the listeners and especially the young people out there, I encourage you to always remember that you have the power to be the greatest at whatever it is that you choose to do in your life, despite what that little voice in your head or that big mean bully wants you to believe. You have the power to do great things and you're, you're a champion and you're a leader in your own right. Stacy, I'm going to have you repeat that quote in a couple seconds, but I, I did want to do one other thing before we sign off, and that is just to read uh, a couple of questions specifically for you because uh, whenever I talked about you to people, about you receiving the Sam Miller Award, when I talked about this in Delaware, because, of course, that's where I met you, uh, to the teachers there. And in Beaver, a question that was asked to me was, maybe Stacy can let other young high school students know, what do you do to get the courage? What do you do to get the courage when people are brutally bullying you every day? What do you do? That's so hard to, so hard to answer. I mean, uh, there's nothing... I think I think what gave me the courage the most um, is, I guess, just talking to people and having these mentors. Um, as as a person, you know, with the disorder that I have, I always feel very down and out about myself. But talking with people and finding a mentor that actually believes in you. And even even reading, I you know I love to read quotes, and I love I love to read really inspirational stories. And I just it's just a decision that I make every day is that I'm going to get up and I'm going to help people or perhaps empower people with disabilities to be the best that they can be. And um, it, it's hard; it gets really hard, but um, I. I don't know. I think you just have to find that thing that will help you get up in the morning, really. My thing is is empowering people with disabilities. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do for the rest of my life, and I'm going to dedicate my life to that. So maybe it's the fact that every day I know that I have that power and that ability to really empower people. Right, because when you're on a crusade, which you are, it's different. It lights this fire in you that, of course, there are times that we all feel bad or that people get, you know, get us down and out, but down and out is not the same as out. And, you know, we have that fire, and when you have the fire for other people, really, that's what I think makes such a difference. Just what you said, Stacy, paying it forward. Because when you pay it forward, you're not looking in, you're looking out, and and out at others, out to help other people, and that's what it's all about, empowerment. 
I can't think of anything greater than empowerment. So, Stacy, you want to read that quote again? Sure. The quote is by Marianne Williamson, and it says, uh, it says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Oh, such a great quote. Such a great quote. Well, do you have any other message you want to leave with anyone, Jenny? Oh, I am just blown away by Stacy. I am so thrilled to hear her story. And I want to say congratulations to her because I am thrilled with what she's doing in honor of Sam Miller. And I'm so excited to see this march forward because I know that there's going to be so many Sam Millers out there that are going to be touched. And we are going to uh, just empower so many individuals in the next years. So I want to I see agree. the Sender Lead On team just grow and grow and grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All across America. Absolutely. How about you, Gerald? Do you have anything else you want to say? Just one thing. Lead on. That's right. Lead well on. Said. Well, I want to thank all of you for being with us. And, you know, I have another quote for you that I want to leave with you today by Benjamin Disraeli. Courage is fire. And bullying is smoke. How true that is. Mm. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.